Hello everybody, welcome to another session, another podcast, another episode of Inspiring Educators. And we have somebody who has had wide variety of experience in education, a very inspirational person, uh, you know, gold medalist right from the university days, Punjab University, then has worked with some stellar schools, right? Some of the best schools in the country. And now she is the director principal at Shivnada School, Gurgaon. Uh, ma'am, welcome to the podcast. Uh, all of us teachers and teaching professionals would love to know, learn from you, learn about you and learn about the teaching profession from you. Good evening and thank you so much for those very kind words. I think um, this journey of life as educators, we keep learning from each other, we keep learning from our students and uh, only if we are lifelong learners can we really contribute. Absolutely, absolutely. So, how did you decide or first when did you decide and how did you decide to come into teaching? Like, was it by chance, by choice? You know, the, the first time that you thought that, okay, I'm going to be a teacher now. So, it was by chance. It was yeah. not by choice really in the beginning. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom with mm-hmm. my, I have an elder daughter and a younger son. So, uh, when the younger one started school, and that was in Spring Days, Dholakwa, so I applied to be a storyteller or a substitute teacher in nursery, kindergarten. I said, I'm bored at home. Both of them, they come back like around two o'clock. So, let me also, you know, sometimes do this. And I was always an academic uh, student, loved books and loved uh, everything to do with the school. So, um, uh, Mrs. Bose, Yes, was the principal and I put in my application and uh, immediately the junior administrator said the principal wants to meet you and I was wondering I said I'm just applying as a substitute like you know you can call me whenever you need me uh, I could come do some stories or do something with the nursery kindergarten kids and come back with my children like my younger one was coming back earlier around 12 and I said I would I could come back early and that was in my mind and uh, Mrs. Bose said that uh, we are in dire need of an economics teacher and uh, our teachers just left to do her PhD, so we have a space. Uh, I told her, listen, I left economics about 10 years ago. I've been a stay-at-home mom. I don't think I remember anything. And she says, no, you've written, you're a gold medalist at, at the university in your master's and you've done an economics honours. So why don't you give it a try? Right. So I said, I might make mistakes. So she says, that's okay. We all make mistakes. Learn from your mistakes. And um, so they gave me a one month contract and this was August of 1995 mm-hmm. and um, the children had just had their uh, unit tests. So I was given three bundles to check uh, from grade 11 and 9 and I think that was a dire need of the school at that point of time. <laughs> and, um, and that was the start from one month contract, it went on to three months contract. And then um, Mrs. Bose told me after the first month that if you, the children are saying very good things about you, so why don't you, you seem to be a natural at this, why don't you join, uh, I mean, do a BA if you want to make a career in this. Hmm. And um, I said, okay, where do I do BA? I had no clue. So <laughs> she says, no, Anamalai, it's the last year that you can do online. And I think after that, they, you will have to do a full time. So I said, okay, great. So I applied. Uh, at Anamalai within a year I think I got that so my one month contract became three months three months became six months then the first year they gave me a contract for another year 
and by that time my BA results were out and we were shifting to um, um, you know two years were at Springdale's I was we were shifting to DLF at that point of time my house was being built right. and so I applied to Sri Ram school and I got in and stayed there for 16 years so, so, so you see while you might think that it was by chance the mm-hmm. first step that you took was by choice right yeah, the first step was where you really wanted to go and spend that time in doing something and maybe it came out of a desire to spend more time in the school and use that time but it was the desire which matters right and that, that's what we always talk about uh, you know having those people who have a desire to do things are usually the best people who can go out and teach others right and while that was the first step i am you know i think the wider society is thankful that you took that first step and today we have a leader who has been guiding not just hundreds and thousands of teachers but almost tens of thousands of learners every year so <laughs> so by chance point by choice i'll i'll shift towards by choice here than by chance <laughs> now when you say that i would say that you know um um the universe conspired to get me in a place where I could make a difference perhaps so after the first week I realized that oh I have been missing this academia the world of academia in my life and uh, this is where I want to be and that also helped me choose (laughs) so wow and tell me what were some of the challenges that you faced because what I hear clearly is that you started and after that you were told to get some professional training around teaching and everything so you were more of a natural Right. So, mm-hmm. as a natural teacher, what were what were some of the challenges that you faced in the first year? So, um, I think the biggest challenge was one. Um, I had been uh, I had studied in a small town, mm-hmm. in a convent school. So I was this Miss Goody Goody, and <laughs> um, I was in school only till grade ten. After that, I had done my pre-university mm-hmm. and then moved to college. Uh, and the pre-university was also in college so at 15 years I had entered college already so um, and it was an all-girls college so wasn't used to dealing with grown-up boys and girls Hmm. so the first challenge was in um, how strict should I be and how lenient so I preferred being friendly with them because I knew from my own experience although my own children were younger that um, if you come down very harshly on uh, 16, 17 year olds and I was given grade 11 and 12 to teach hmm. uh, they don't listen to you you need to connect with them first and then you can you know get them to listen to what you have to say Absolutely. so I think the biggest challenge was that sometimes I think I was too lenient uh, the first year especially while I was cutting my teeth <laughs> and being thrown in the deep end because 11, 12 is always a challenge yeah, 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 so um, I must have made a lot of mistakes I'm sure yeah, yeah. So. And, and I think you know uh, as teachers as educators we have to normalize this thought that it's okay to make mistakes right imagine Absolutely. imagine if somebody told you that no you will make a lot of mistakes and that is why you know Monica you can't be a teacher imagine yeah. what, what the world would have missed right a person who then guided so many people and and, no, and I'm not in saying fact, one of my mentors, you know, she told me, Mrs. Adams, um, I really consider, um, you know, I feel that she has a hand in shaping all of us at uh, Shiram School when we were all there in the beginning years. So uh, she told me because she was giving me subjects that I'd never taught before: math for seventh and commerce for ninth. 
because the school was new and she says i don't have a full load to give you i'll give you economics for one section but you have to teach math in 7th and uh, commerce in grade 9 we we have a full fledged 100 mark paper hmm. i told her mrs adams i will make lots of mistakes you'll have parents complaining she said as long as you make fresh mistakes every time wow. and don't repeat the old ones we are behind you every step of the way and you know, that gave me a lot of confidence that uh, that somebody's got my back <laughs> that way that's such a powerful statement right you just have to make sure that you're making fresh mistakes because that's how learning really happens and if you're not making mistakes you're actually not learning you're actually not growing and absolutely that's that's wonderful that's wonderful and you know also another point that you mentioned in your uh, description that since you were teaching 11th and 12th and those were the kids at that time who wanted or who would have required you to come to their level and then teach being more friendly i think 11th and 12th at that time and even first and second grade today yeah required the same things right today absolutely i think the kind of mischief the uh, 16 17 year olds would get up to about uh, i would say 25 years ago Hmm. is today what uh, grade 5 and 6 do absolutely because uh, the children have really evolved by the 11th and 12th they've already done everything they are old hands they've settled down mm-hmm. and it is grades 5 6 7 who give you the most grief they are the naughtiest you know they are defying authority um the tweens are the new teens i would say absolutely absolutely me and my wife we she's a clinical psychologist we always talk talk about this that the the that teenage behavior is now seen in the tweens and uh, oh my god oh my god so the, the the challenges that the teachers would be facing today would be you know much larger and as a leader or in education space i'd love to know about from you that what are the challenges that you see your teachers facing today and you know teachers around you facing today i think the last two years have been a challenge for every industry and teachers um those challenges are fresh right now so getting the children to come to school right. is one big challenge especially the seniors the yeah. younger ones are dying to come to school yeah uh, the seniors and some of them are quoting social anxiety that you know we uh, don't want to come because we have social anxiety and i do suspect some of them might be using that as an excuse also because if you give a hybrid environment in which they also have online classes then they take advantage of that you know and uh, social anxiety becomes the excuse for their laziness for their tardiness uh, to not get up early because there's a discipline about coming to school reporting on time and you know going through the whole schedule at yeah. home in front of the laptop you know when your parents are working um you have the choice of switching off yeah Yeah. Uh sitting on your camera walking around going away while a class is going on in a physical space you don't have that yeah. so getting them engaged um enough to come to school is important wow. um that has been the biggest challenge in the last two years wow. also uh when they've come back especially i see in the primary uh there are learning gaps uh my teachers were laughing they said that ma'am um last year in the half yearly exams when everything was online we said uh, you know in grade 1 the child can write a full sentence uh with basic punctuation with capitals and full stops uh but in the when they came to school from february onwards we are seeing that they can't that means should be now right that someone in the house 
has written for them full yeah. sentences with uh, punctuation and this majority of them because uh, we understand uh, also at home it's not easy to get the child to do that work it's easier to do it yourself and finish it off yeah. you know yeah. but then the children have their gaps have um, been accentuated because of that right because sometimes taking the easy way out and not going through the tough uh, road and making them write form sentences form letters in the right way uh, grade 3 the letter formation word formation has gone for a toss absolutely um, we've had to work right from the beginning you know april has been really difficult uh, but because they're older uh, i think the learning has been uh, stupendous the trajectory has been really steep so they've learned very quickly but okay. they were they were forgetting um, letter formations in hindi which is not used so often yeah. especially yeah. we had yeah. to go right to the basics and do the varnamala again in grade 3 Right. Um, things are much better now. After about um, seven weeks, I would say, now that they're ready to go for the summer vacations. But right. we've had a lot of remediation. So learning gaps has been the biggest challenge, and emotional um, safety of the children. Right. Right. Getting so them. Like, it's like you know uh, earlier the physical component was majorly you know managing the physical component of the classroom was majorly about literally the physical component inside the classroom. but with pandemic it actually extended to you know uh, from just physical to even the online physical part of the classroom wherein we have to look at are their cameras on not on are they really engaged and then as you mentioned there's no measure to actually check whether the work was really done by the learner himself and then yeah. later once the learning outcomes are not not met actually it becomes the teacher and the school to blame while nobody really wants to take the the i'll not say the difficult way but the logical way of learning that you know the child needs to do it himself or herself so that he develops the skill it's not about picking a box that the sentence was written but was he did was it really the child who wrote it or not right and as a teacher the challenge i would say bell is um in fact i have had meetings with the rprg members which are parent representative groups Uh, who are saying that you should be giving uh, a hybrid version we were very strict about it in april that no only if you are covid positive will you stay at home and we'll give you that uh, online uh, connect otherwise mm-hmm. it's compulsory for everybody to come to school and they they were fighting with me that uh, why are we being so strict i said you don't even realize that in a, in primary especially 50% of the day is on academics Right. 50% of the day which is in non academic uh, engagements is more important because that is where they are learning conflict resolution they are learning collaboration they are learning decision making and choices yeah. and uh, that's a huge loss because yeah. academics you can put a tutor and teach the child but the non academic learning which happens in a school amongst your peers is something you cannot uh, emulate you cannot create an artificial environment for that yeah absolutely absolutely and you know somewhere during the pandemic somehow it this image was created of course with billions of dollars being spent into ad money by so many techs but then this image was created that if you know how to write or you solve maths problems you are educated no we were literally forced uh, you know forced into thinking that social social emotional learning 
has the second or maybe the third place in the child development but that's actually the first place everything else follows right absolutely and you know now that you say it finding teachers who really understand that would be so difficult right because at the end of the day the teachers people who want to become teachers or get into teaching are the same people who do not have this perception about teaching actually so how do you find teachers and or people who apply to you to get you know uh, to get to work with you closely with you what do you look for in them uh well we don't really have a very good uh, teacher training system in india while there is a ba degree and uh, you and i know how easy it is to get that degree uh, without being a teacher at heart right so um at the shivnada school we ask for three things in a teacher now that ask is an acronym Right. So A stands for attitude. The first thing is attitude. A uh, positive a learning attitude if the person is an avid reader, uh if the person is willing to learn from their mistakes, mm-hmm. uh willing to take feedback, uh is non-judgmental about children. I think that attitude is really important. Right. Um is willing to disagree without being disagreeable wow. is one of the most important attributes. you know of any space any organization absolutely <clears throat> the s in that ask is um, skills now skills can still be taught right. skills of classroom management uh, skills of maintaining discipline without raising your voice those skills they do come with experience but they can be taught attitude can't be taught right <clears throat> so right. attitude comes first skills come second knowledge comes last because today knowledge is available at the click of a button yeah so yeah. it is in that order that we look for um uh, uh you know a teachers mm-hmm. and i still say that teachers from very good schools also who are coming to me it takes us 2 to 3 years to make them shivnada school teachers oh, wow because we need to work on attitude a lot right uh you know to be comfortable uh to be really comfortable with the uncomfortable right uh to be agreeable or or to disagree without being uh, disagreeable right those are important traits which take you a lifetime to uh, emulate so and and you know it, it makes so much sense because there was a time when all it required for you to become a teacher and i'm talking about 2030s maybe even 10 years ago that if you were somebody who had a phd in some subject you could become a teacher it's now over the last 10 years that people realize that no maybe you might have a bit less of subject knowledge that you could learn yeah but if you have the right attitude and if you have the right skills of being a teacher which are completely different of than any yeah. other profession you know technical skills that we talk about you know and i have been you know literally talking about this for years altogether maybe one and a half decade now that teaching skills there are there is a technical side to teaching skills like every profession there are technical teaching skills and you need to learn them you can't say that communication skill is a teaching skill no it is a it is communication skill it's soft skills every profession needs it right but then there are hardcore teaching skills technical skills that are required and that need to be verified and that is where qualification will make sense absolutely the pedagogy is more important than content you know Absolutely. everyone needs to know that it's the pedagogy of teaching and learning yeah. um which makes you a good teacher content can change it Absolutely. keeps changing and i'm so happy that 
in the ask framework that you have developed k comes at the end it's yeah. not it's not ksa or kas it's ask and uh, wow that I, i think that really makes shivnader what shivnader is right superb that's wonderful so here's one of the key critical questions that i ask all education leaders right uh, as as a as the world as a whole the world as a whole we are right now facing huge teacher skill teacher shortage not teacher shortage skill teacher shortage mm-hmm. and while everybody's talking about how do we train our current teachers how do we motivate them how do we make them better there's a huge elephant in the room which nobody is actually you know addressing which is how do we motivate the next generations to become teachers and i'm sure you would have met hundreds of learners in your schools outside your schools and nobody comes up and says that my first choice for my career is becoming a teacher now world bank says we require additional 70 million teachers in the next 5 to 7 years which is in addition to the current 70 million teachers that there are globally and teachers are leaving this gap is increasing it's not decreasing so if you had to share a message with you know with the next generations about teaching that what teaching really is you know it's no more that teachers don't get paid teachers get handsomely paid today good schools like yours are paying handsomely right teachers get challenges every single day it's not that teaching is not a challenging job it's not that it's not a rewarding job so if there is money there is challenge there is reward which is what most of the youngsters are looking for why are they still not attracted maybe we have not painted the correct picture right so if you had to share a message with the next generations and and attract them and, and advise them towards teaching what would be your message um the first message would be that they have the opportunity to touch the future mm-hmm. to shape the future because i think that itself is a uh, uh, nothing gives you an educator more dopamine than that that uh, you have the opportunity to shape uh the future generations when you are speaking to children by the way you interact with them by the way they see you interacting with others by what you say because many children in fact you know i have this habit of um, putting uh, early morning motivational messages um, for my staff Mm-hmm. and uh, on whatsapp now started whatsapp initially i used to send a mail you know just a two liner or a forward or something like that and um, as soon as children come into grade 10 i've made their batches on whatsapp so i post some uh, motivational messages so right from the batch of 2019 at shivnada school which is the first batch to now i have the batch of 2024 which will um, or 2025 which is just going into grade 10 i start with 10th and then not younger than that because they don't know how to handle that okay. uh, being in a close uh, touch with the principal sometimes they would misuse it <laughs> so many children have told me that ma'am even though we don't respond to you in the morning because then everyone will keep saying good morning ma'am good morning ma'am but we really look forward to that because it uh, helps us reflect on something which is important and yet not urgent Right. just sometimes when we feel low we just look at that we scroll through the messages and we feel that even if the other the world is not looking at us uh, monica ma'am remembers us and she is going to be putting that message in the morning which we can go back to and sometimes when you want to find answers it's there so i feel you know you can really shape them and the second thing which today is the millennials would be really happy with 
is that there is no other industry which pays you for 365 days and yet you only work for 220 the kind of holidays you get with full salary in a teaching profession school teaching profession especially and it's in india you have to work 220 days right. and yet you're paid for 365 is there any other industry which will pay you so much so and you get the chance to uh, be a learner yourself to improve on your skills there's the kind of you know the age diversity which is there in a school right from those who just passed out at 22 23 years old to those who are 60 65 because teachers experienced teachers we keep you know putting them on contract they might be teaching in the same um, uh, department they might be teaching in the same grade the same right. class so the kind of experience of life of your domain of skill building that kind of training ground you will not get anywhere else Beautiful, beautiful. So, so it's actually a complete package, then, right? You get to do what you like, what what you like, because, and I'm saying even from a perspective of man managing and maintaining your hobbies, because you have a lot of time with you. You could travel. You could travel the world with the with the you know with the kind of uh, off days you have, and you get to work on the most challenging problems, and you get to work with people who can inspire you and give you new skills on an everyday basis. What else would somebody want, right? and travel not just in your holidays you take um, outward bound learning expeditions with the students yeah. so you're also traveling on um, the school's uh, expense you don't have to pay for that travel so so it's like it's wonderful i have been going for all camping trips you know uh, till about 2 years back i was going on most camping trips that grade 11 and 12 was going because it's a beautiful window into how they are and uh, what they are like in the non structured school environment you see the real uh, student outside in the open got it got it great amazing amazing talking to you ma'am thank you so much i'm hey, going to really <laughs> thank you so much i'm going to specifically recommend all our listeners to go search for ma'am's profile follow her on different social media because she does share all of these things that she was saying with her learners and i'm sure she would be sharing some things in different parts as well and if not ma'am i'm requesting you that you please start sharing because i'm sure this next generation of teachers would want to get inspired by you and uh you know we all have to thank her for delivering such high quality education for thousands of learners um, you know around the world around india uh, delhi and cr are the schools that i know and uh, uh, thank you so much for being with us today ma'am it's been a pleasure really thank you so much for having me here thank you uh, see you soon with the next episode listeners till then see you bye